this gonna be is this gonna be one of those episodes that isn't very fun for anyone you don't look like a runner with nick and john make it ashes themed mate make it ashes themed there you go <clears throat> okay Hello and welcome to You Don't Look Like a Runner, an unplayable podcast hitting the top of off about running fitness and tech. I'm Nick. I'm John. I don't get I don't get that, but What do you mean you don't get that? How do you not get that? Oh my god, you did do an Ashes thing. Sorry. How do you not get that? Oh no, I got it now. I got it now. I I thought you were Mr. Cricket. I thought no, you were, uh, what was his for name? Reason I thought you were th- for some reason, I thought you were doing something about about the the podcast not being able to play because we had a problem with with the. Oh, uh, well now, well now, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to redo it now. If, if that's... can you, can you? No, no, you just have to, you have to live with, you have to live with that. Uh, and I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave a bit last in about, week, I'm gonna leave a bit in about. I'm gonna last week, it was literally an unplayable podcast. So I know, you said yeah, the sentence, yeah. I know, I'm an unplayable podcast. Yeah. And then you said something about about off, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. what, where's that going?" Yeah, well, I'm going to leave a bit in about you specifically requesting an ashes themed intro, and then me doing one, and then you immediately not knowing what I was talking about. Yeah, well, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely after show material. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? I'm 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 okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some reservations in there about how okay I am, but I'm fine. How are you? Uh, okay, that's uh, ominous. Uh, I, I, yeah, same, same. I'm okay <laughs> with with caveats. <laughs> I'm sure, sure we'll go on to yeah. our various medical ailments later. Yeah, that's that. That'll, that'll be fun for everyone. Oh, did well, you... there's no energy in this so far. So let's. Uh... <laughs> well, I feel like we spent ourselves a little bit on the last episode. Really, wasn't it? It was. Uh... It was good. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I had to edit a lot out of that podcast. If you fe- if you felt like the last episode was a little bit close to the bone. Just think of the stuff I had to edit out. We were a bit giddy last week. It reminded me somewhat of uh, the first episode of this podcast where it was just chaos. We were too excited. No, too excited. episode, which completely got deleted and wasn't allowed to be heard by anybody. Well, that's no, that's just because it, that's just for technical issues. But I mean, the first episode was, was good, but it was, we were just too giddy. And for some reason, we were very giddy last week. Well, I, we, have, I have got an update. You just reminded me about it. An update? Which is, uh, not an update, a follow-up. Go on. From, from the last episode. I wanted to talk to you about the little interstitial jingle that you use in the edit. Because it's something that I've been advocating for for a while. Yes. To say to you, right, just put a little music sting in there. You know that I've done it several times before, yeah? Just just do it. Um, no, you know, you know that I've done that in several episodes before. Have you? Yeah, several times, several different episodes. I've done that before they go out. Mm, obviously, um, obviously not. Not don't listen close enough, or I'm that good at editing that you don't even notice the little stings. But I have used those. There were several. a lot more last week than that happened. Before. There was a few. Yeah, I think I did three or two or three last week, and usually it's only one um or maybe two but yeah i i have done that before which is why i found it amusing when you were sending me multiple text messages about me using them i i, I can't i can't remember happening it happening before to be honest um you're gaslighting me so no 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 don't start that again jesus that's what that's that's fine um um I, yeah i think i think you should use them more often um because uh, i always feel a bit bad about it. you you get you get so anxious about the edit and stuff like that i think it's fine to just have those more often um it's not does it make it easier for you not really or no is it, it was like a last resort i just need to get from here to here without anyone hearing what john's just said that's terrible yeah that yeah 
yeah, basically, I need to find a way out of this nonsense soup. Or uh, there's no way that we can broadcast what's just been said and there's no way of getting from topic A to topic C without that horrific topic B. So I have to then put put a nice little uh, dancey drumbeat in just to get us, get us out of trouble, essentially. It's, it's not like it makes my edit any easier. It just means I, just I can just cut out massive, massive offensive chunks, which, so is, like, which, is, why, which is why there's so many in it last week. <laughs> Which is why this stood out so much because I knew what was his cut and I was like, oh shame. I feel so much shame. Mm. So those those noises then, it's a bit like the book and tape combos that you used to have in the eighties to help you learn to read. They'd be about Transformers or He-Man or something like that, and there would be a sound that would play. They still exist. It just trigger you to turn the um uh, not to trigger you, to invite you. Little snowflake reading his Transformer books. <laughs> Um, to invite you to turn the page um so that noise that noise that little jingle is to invite you to imagine the terrible depths of depravity that we have gone into yeah uh, and and then hidden from you (laughs) it also means that if if things start going off the rails you might be just sitting there hoping to hear that noise it's like please please play the please play that i don't want this to go any further So, you want a little bit of follow-up? Go for it. It's listener feedback, actually. Oh, go on. Um, for some fantastic news, the Alrellis are back in stock on Amazon. <laughs> what? Go, go. They're back. Well, you said that. You said they'd been. What did you? You said they like were. I didn't realize they were just out of stock. You said they didn't exist anymore. I didn't say. That. I said well. So, if you remember, what we talked about was the fact that the the um, there was clearly a factory that makes. Um, Bluetooth headphones and that they then get white labelled up for for different companies and that's why you've found the same design headphones under different brands before Mm -hmm. etc and once they're gone they're kind of gone and then you have to hope those people get some more but that means there are dead products on Amazon that you have no hope of ever seeing come back into stock again Mm -hmm. so the the original Bluetooth headphones that we used to use they're still in Amazon's catalogue but they're not ever going to exist again yeah Um, and I assumed that once the RLE were kind of like they were they were just a dead product they were going to sit there and be defunct but they have come back into stock so mm-hmm. that's that's good news for us because it means that we can uh not worry about bluetooth headphones for a while um because you got your you got your apple pods and you got your Aurelis. so those are our, still our top picks i think are you ever going to call the airpods by their correct name are you no. are you always going to call them something wrong correct good good as long as i know as long as i know <laughs> That's that's like that's like part of my brand. Oh yeah, is Work, solid my brand. Working hard on your brand as usual. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like one of those one of those promises that there will always be uh, a certain thing in in, the, in that shop. That's you'll always get that from me, mate. Okay, okay. What are the other hallmarks of my brand then? What are my other key? Oh, um, so say again. Sorry, go on. Apparently, gaslighting me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. There's that. Well, not just me, everyone who comes into contact with you. Um, other things about your brand. I mean, this could be... Do we need to start a whole new podcast for this? Because it could go on a while. 
I might just play the I might just play the uh, jingle stab now, and we can just assume that I spent six hours <laughs> listing all of your flaws. Oh, that would be great. We could totally gaslight everyone who listens to Rudderpod by just dropping that jingle in the middle of things. Um, or actually, we will just go off and have a nice, friendly chat, and uh, they can be guessing how depraved this gets. I'm going to put. I need to put a ban on that word because we said it far too much last week, and you have already said it far too much this week. I didn't say it very much last week. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stand by that. <laughs> this is, this is a collective, John. This is a collective. We're all responsible. Everything that's in the show is in the show. So. Tell me, uh, tell me about your trip to Poundland because that is very much part of Runapod's uh, brand. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, talk about brand. Um, I, John, sent you a message last week. Um, I think I'm going to send you a picture. Did I send you a photo? You did sex to me later on, yeah. Yeah, good, good. Uh, I bought some running gear from Poundland last week. Um, and I famously <laughs> was under the belief that you spent literally a pound on them. No, but yeah, yeah. Also, in keeping with Runapod's brand, they were from the special purchases section. Yes, yeah, so it was. We, we had this confusion before. Uh, Pep and Co is the... Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a brand. Um, yeah. yeah. But I bought some running gear from there, because what was after, John? We, we talked about the, the cold weather running gear before, right? And I wanted to get some, like, uh, joggers, but mm. kind of, like, lightweight, um, sort of, like, sports-based joggers rather than just sitting around scratching your bollocks kind of joggers. Um, yeah. And I also wanted to get a hoodie of similar sort of tech material, Right, uh, but you know, so you're not running in like a fruit of a loom cotton Deftones hoodie. You've kind of got a proper sports hoodie to run with. Um, so I purchased both those items and also a long sleeve running T-shirt, again made of kind of that technical sweat wicking right. material. So like the sort of top that I described to you last week. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's it's the same sort of material as my standard running shirts are, and then but it's got like a zip up neck collar thing, so it kind of keeps your neck warm and, and it's long sleeve uh and nice. they, they, all, they, they all look pretty good nice looking things uh cost though uh for those three items mm-hmm. clocked in at 30 pounds so well, 10 times more than it should have been but that's fine <laughs> so yeah so what, what's your opinion on that on that yeah. cost do you think that's i mean it seems it's reasonably comparable to something like decathlon i'd say for those same yeah. sorts of items yeah that's what i was thinking it would do it would be similar to to, to decathlon or or uh uh ld little special event running gear yeah, so, yeah 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 your budget your budget running gear so basically it's about the amount of money that i would want to pay exactly exactly because my theory of these things is like i'm gonna mess these up at some point i don't want to spend too much money on them which is pretty much my approach to every single thing i buy is like i'm gonna mess this up at some at some point um and uh so i went out for a couple of runs in them um i found straight away that at the moment the hoodie's too much too too warm yeah Uh, so i've switched to wearing my normal running t-shirt over the top of the long sleeve and then and then depending on the temperature outside either wearing the joggers or just my normal shorts you know if it's a bit milder just just Mm -hmm. do the shorts i think if it's proper cold use the joggers but the hoodie was just too much but that might be only if it's really really cold because after about a mile you're sweating buckets uh 
but so because you're going out quite early aren't you that's that's kind of why you need particularly some cold cold weather gear because i was saying i think it's still mild enough to uh, I was. I've I've recently switched around my thinking around fitting running into my schedule um, right. to kind of work it into my work day rather than trying to work it in around my work day. Right. So um, because of the very fortunate nature of my work uh, in terms of working from home and mm. having certain things scheduled, but otherwise having time to mm. write code or whatever. Um, yeah. I have found a particularly good place for me to go running in the day that won't kind of break my concentration on certain tasks. It's kind right. of like a natural pause point in the day. Yeah. So it's, a, it's around half ten in the morning. I've, okay. got, I've got a sweet hour where essentially I'll go, right, I'm taking my lunch now. Yeah. And I'll go for a run and then I'll just eat at my desk while I'm doing stuff later on. Right, um, right. rather than taking a food break and that's working out pretty well actually so that's basically you've you've had a chance to kind of like check in with everybody get tasks scheduled get your head into them and then you just kind of go and clear your head and come back and blast it that's the it's, it's, li- it's literally that yeah, uh, yeah, we, we, yeah. Have a, we have a 10 o'clock stand up uh, right. call and then after a stand up call that's like right time for me to go for a run before I get my head into anything beyond that's this that's nice yeah that's, that's 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 a really nice way of doing it so yeah that's working that's working out really well because um because I, I, it's the same. The, the, one of the main reasons the gym's dropped off for me is it's just too difficult to fit around my life. You know, it's that thing of having to go somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. By the time I've got to the gym, I, by the actual <coughs> getting to the gym and getting back from the gym is essentially the time I would spend running a five k. So it's a lot easier just to go out the door. Um, so you know, my review of the running gear from Pep and Co from Poundland is actually pretty good. It's so much so, John. That I'm not. I'm not putting this entirely down to the running gear, but <laughs> I have finally got myself under the eight-minute mile target on That's my awesome. 5k. Well, it's a bit. It's a bit over 5k actually. The real I'm doing, but so so annoyingly, I still don't get the bloody achievement on Runkeeper. Mm. Um, but yes, I managed to run it in seven minute 59 miles, which I realise is only one second below the eight minutes, but. It is what it, it is. Matter. It is. Doesn't matter, mate. It's 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 the time you've done it. So I thought an interesting comparison. I looked at. Um, I went back in my phone to when I because this is around the sort of time I started running again last year because I hadn't run for quite a long time, and uh, pretty much a year to the day, I think I did a te- did the same sort of route, ten minute forty miles. So wow. that's a kind of the improvement in a year. And I've also been looking over recently, in the last six weeks, I've not run slower than nine minutes. So all of my runs have been less than nine minute miles. So for me, that's just represents a massive kind of, uh, a massive shift in kind of like the normality. So I can now run nine minute miles quite comfortably. Um, whereas before that was a real, I was having to work very, very hard to, to do that. So where'd you go from here then? Uh I don't know. I don't know. I've not. I tell you what, I've not done. But I said I was going to do, and that was that? to kind of go to the ten k as the standard dif- distance, yeah. just because this way I've now fitted it fit it into my uh, work day rather than around the work day means right. that I I literally do have a tight hour to do the whole lot. So get out, run, get home, shower, be ready for the next, you know, to get into work, um, which means a ten k, which is going to be a good fifty minutes on a good day yeah. um, possibly closer to an hour 
is is good, not really going to be feasible for me to do in that time. So whether I'm um, I have to start maybe doing some weekend runs are a bit longer, but again, that's very difficult. Yeah, I mean that's that's the weekends sort of standard, get incredibly structure that people do, isn't it? Is they yeah. they will they will do their longer run the weekend and and do smaller runs that you can fit in. Um, yeah, so ten ten k is going to be a good hour and a half, including shower time, I guess. Shower change, get a drink. Yeah, it's mm. it's, uh, mm. it's probably a bit too much in the day, and it's and a you bit, do actually need to eat. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit too much as well. I mean, to be fair, it's not like. Um, I can't walk away from my desk at any point in the day. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I need to take five, ten minutes, it's not a problem. Yeah. But just generally, that's a bit. It's a bit too much in a big chunk for me to feel good about doing that. Um, yeah. Uh, so that might have to be reserved for weekends. But then weekends to me are very tricky to just be like, right, I'm going to piss off for an hour um, with family and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, what I'll say about this one. Whereas before, when I've kind of got those quicker paces, I sort of said to you, I'm not sure, like, I could go faster. Yeah. With this one, I think... I don't think I could have necessarily gone faster there at that moment because I was, like, Mm. working hard. But it wasn't like I felt, right, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to get quicker than this. So... um, I do think I could possibly go a bit faster than that, but I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm not. Well, what's your What's your rough sort of mile? We, we talk a lot about my pace because it's it's a thing that's been vastly improving for me. But what's your rough kind of mile pace? Um, like, are you, are you, do you get down to around six minute miles? Like, sorry, um, down. Sorry, down to like seven minute miles or under seven minute miles. Sometimes I do. I'm gonna have to go into my stats, although my stats don't seem to have been syncing up recently. But I think. Uh, if I'm doing shorter runs, it's it's around seven eight, um, but it's between seven and eight. And if as I'm doing longer ones, it gets a bit a bit higher. Um, rather than take us into the weeds by me looking at it, I'll, uh, I'll I'll come back and speak to that next next time probably. So Otherwise, what, you'll just have me on the mic looking at my phone. That's fine. Um, well, I'll tell, tell you what I'm interested in then, right? So here's interesting. I tell you what I did today. Yeah, go on. Um, although that's uh, yeah nine nine twenty eight. That wasn't very fast. Um, there's, but that that speaks to uh, what I want to talk to you about in a minute. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. Um, so I'm just pulling my splits, right? So mm. my splits on that run. Uh, so first mile eight forty five, second mile seven fifty two, third mile seven forty, the last half mile six fifty four. So obviously I'm kind of like pegging it back. Um, so this is something that I find regularly is that my splits get faster each mile and i what mm. i'm and obviously you think well you know you're doing a shorter distance and stuff um but i think this is even the case when i'm look i'm just looking at my 10k yeah so my 10k i get faster every mile as well so across 6 miles i do 945 first 905 858 850 back then goes up a little bit because there's a climb to 901 but then the sixth mile is down to 8.11, and then the last sort of quarter of a mile, 7.49. So I'm able to increase pace over that longer distance. And I'm wondering, like, what would... I don't know if it's like an optimal distance for me, where that can still remain the case, and I can be pushing quicker and quicker. Does that make sense? Like, it's almost like the more time I've got, 
Yeah. The, the longer, so like the longer I've got. It's, so if, for example, if I'd have stopped my last run, that that mm. one where I got under eight minutes at five k, I wouldn't have been under eight minutes. Right. I'd have been like eight oh four or something. I needed that extra little bit of distance to have been keeping to, increasing uh, the pace. Five, yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering, like. I'm trying to wonder what I think that 10k is probably a really good distance for me to be trying to work towards, and maybe trying to get that same sort of pace across a 10k could could well be a good challenge. Yeah, and it doesn't. You know, we we joked a few weeks back about that thing of oh yeah, well if you can do if you can do a seven minute mile, then you can do a like hour and a half marathon or whatever the maths were on that, and we, we joked about that. But I think going from a 5k at around about eight minutes to going to a 10k is achievable over a period of time oh i think so i mean that last 10k was like um i think eight eight minute 45 miles so it's not like it's a huge gap between there and mm. and <clears throat> and the eight minute and it, it is feeling achievable it's feeling like it's about um it's feeling like it's about control i think when i was doing that quicker one right. of, of like awareness and control of the pace and um I'm starting, to, I get audio cues every five minutes and I'm starting to notice what kind of pace improvement I can get over those mm. five minute periods and how that tapers off because obviously it's averaged out and the more data points you've got, the the shallower the curve. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know roughly that whatever I run that first five minutes pace at, you can take a minute off that and that will be about the pace that I'll end with. Right. Um, just in so terms is of rhythm. just about your body loosening up in the first mile, is that? It's that. Or, and it's or, always, or your head as well? Uh, no, it's, it's body loosening up because I don't, don't do any warm-up at all. Mm-hmm. I literally walk out the door and start running. Um, and then it's also the first half mile of my run is just uphill straight away. Right. So that's, right. why, that's why that one's always significantly slower. But for me, I know it's so much about my rhythm mm-hmm. that whatever rhythm I'm in by the time I hit that top of that hill at five minutes... Mm-hmm. I will increase my pace to that same rhythm. So if I do that first one in 8 minute 45, that gives me a really good chance of getting under 8 minutes for the final one. If I hit that at 9.45, I can't just like adjust to run significantly faster. I will end up doing it like just under 9 minutes or whatever. Right. I, I just don't have it to sort of go, oh, right, I need to like really up my pace. It's like whatever I start out at, I've got a I've got a very particular rhythm that kind of holds whatever whatever pace I, I I'm at if that makes sense and like so yeah I think for me if I can find a way of improving that first five minutes and right. getting to that in a in a better state and then being able to control the pace from there that's that'll be a good thing yeah um, that sounds it sounds like you need, yeah working on that start mm. I mean I think if yeah. I literally if I did like a, a five ten minute warm up. Some do, yeah. of doing something else to I do get, a bit of get a, my body I do, a bit of a, I do a bit of a stretch before I go, yeah. um, but um, I'm always I'm, I'm always aware that actually you don't want to stretch cold either. No, um, you know, don't go doing a full Pilates session before you've actually before your body's a little bit limber. So um, I just do do the very lightest stretch, and then I do do a stretch uh, out afterwards. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of the other, the other way to you. It depends on what I'm doing. If if I'm working on a particular pace and I want to be hitting a target for every mile, then I will be watching 
keeping my eye on my watch um, um, throughout, throughout the run and trying to, to, to stick to the target. But if I'm just going off and not worrying about pace or anything like that, when I come back, I'll always be faster. Uh, my first sort of third of the run, really. Um, I, I, and I think that's I think that's down to if I'm not got a particular target and I'm just wanting to kind of relax and enjoy myself as I get further away from things at home uh, or at work then. So further away from responsibilities and just more into my own head, I kind of um, I slow down into a kind of a quite a steady sort of zen little trot. Mm. Um, and sometimes as well, if I'm, if I've been, if I've been feeling cooped up, I go, I go out like a bat out of hell at the start. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And, and not necessarily because I want to, but I just look at my watch and I go, whoa, whoa, that was fast. Yeah, you just uh, decompress. I, mem- I remember the first time I got under nine minute miles was because I'd had a terrible day at work and I was raging yeah, yeah. and I was running angry. And I think yeah. it was like a it was like a thirty odd second improvement on my normal, uh, or like my previous best, just in one day, just just from rage and like yeah, like all those things. How since you, you stopped working with me, your pace dropped off the cliff. No, it wasn't actually you. It was the job after working oh, with you, which, which is awful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm. Don't know what my next target in terms of running is. I just I'm I've, I'm sort of resigning, not resign myself. I need to accept that I just like running, and yeah. and I need to stop worrying about whether I'm going to the gym. But I am going to look at other alternatives for some different sorts of uh, training that can because I found it so beneficial to have different sort of training to supplement the running. Yeah. Uh, but I need something that is also going to fit into my life in the same way running does that doesn't require me to necessarily go somewhere, get changed, have a shower, walk home and all that sort of stuff. So I'm looking at looking at a few options. I'm going to I'm going to talk to you about them next week possibly. Right, um <clears throat> my running has not been so good since we last recorded. Right. Had a, a, a I've had a few kind of life things in the way and just busyness. Uh, that's that's been that's been one problem. So I was down to like two runs the week before last. Mm. Um, not bad runs, quite enjoyable. <coughs> but then uh, last week on Thursday, I um, left the house and I felt really really out of sorts and I was going to do uh, a brief 5k jog on the way home which is something I, I do on um, days when I work from home because basically I can be sat down and working again by like half past nine and have had that that head clearer um, as I left the house I thought oh I don't know I thought it was, I thought without going to to uh, toilet in this conversation I thought it was my guts and I thought I needed uh, to go to the loo. You, like, vi- oh. This is part of your brand. This is you're asking about Talk your brand. About talking about your bowels movements. It's yeah, definitely right. part of your brand. Okay, thanks, man. Um, no, I mean, it's it's relevant to the story. But no, I, I, so I thought, oh, I'll go home. And I, as I was walking back, I thought, I don't know, it doesn't feel like that. And then I realised the pain was sort of in my lower back, um, which which could be something still something to do with your bowels. But I started getting really worried. I had a kidney infection or a kidney stone or something like that because. Um, it wasn't anything to do with the toilet. Um, and I went to football in the evening and I had to take myself off because I, I couldn't run. Just couldn't. Um, my, my back was really, really hurting. And, and at that point I decided it wasn't an infection or something like that. It was clearly to do with movement. Um, it was clearly certain movements were causing really sharp pains. 
um, couldn't run very far, couldn't turn at all, um, which obviously is a bit of a problem for football. I went in goal, and apparently everyone said I had a great spell, but that's because they seem to just be content to just like smash the ball at my face rather than trying to find a place in the goal where I wasn't already standing. So um, I look great, um, <laughs> but I literally didn't move. Uh, my feet were planted, so... Uh, yeah, that was, so that was a bit of a worry. And then on Saturday, I think it was, I thought, well, I'm going to try and have a run and see if this loosens up and it was still hurting. So I probably shouldn't have done it. And I got not very far down the road at all. Hmm. Um, and I, uh, acted like a proper grown up, and I came home. So according to my watch, in three minutes, 52 seconds, I completed a distance of 0.3 miles at a pace of nine minute miles and consumed 43 calories. Um, and then I had to walk back, uh, proper, proper, proper walk of shame. Well, you, you, uh, you sent me a picture actually of, of your watch. Yeah. It was, it was very adult of you to make that decision. Yeah. Cause I think like me, like I, I'm very, very guilty of doing things like going, oh, my uh, my ankle's in a lot of pain. Probably run that off and <laughs> end up causing myself all sorts of problems yeah. later on. So, but, so what? So what? What made? What was it about that that just made you stop? It's just the same sort of pain, or what? So it was. It was the same sort of pain that I was really struggling with at football, and that was that was one thing. Um, the the overall pain. Now I've kind of got myself a diagnosis for it. It feels very similar to what I had in my neck just before the marathon, and it's on the same side. So I think it's all part of my sort of like underpinning problem I have from being a person who sits at a desk too much mm. with, with my back. And I think it's I, I think it's compensatory moves that I make to stop the midsection of my back from locking up affected my neck that one time and is now sitting in my lower back and I'm, I'm gonna go on the phone in a minute to um to works uh health scheme and, and get a physio referral because I'm, I'm gonna need someone to help me out with it but the real thing that worried me about the run though so essentially i think i think it's a problem with my back and my shoulder that that travels um so i've got my back and my shoulder has, has affected my neck and is now affecting my lower back and then the way my body's mechanics try to compensate for the back pain i could feel my knee mm, yeah really really feeling like it was doing the wrong movements um it was just pulling in a, in a strange way and i thought right i am going to carry on I, I can carry on running and if i carry on running i'm going to have an unenjoyable run anyway and i'm probably going to pop my knee out See, I know we've got other topics, John, but I now really want to talk to you about desk ergonomics. I would love you to. Okay. I'm also having trouble with desk ergonomics at the moment um, in terms of I've switched my working location. Yeah. Because I think you're probably right, okay, that the, 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 it's, it's, it's Occam's razor, isn't it? It's like the, the, the thing that is most likely to be causing you problems is the thing that you do all the time, which is sitting at a desk. Yeah. Um. I think you're so have you actually had this diagnosed or is this a self-diagnosis that you've put together? Well, I've been through physio um several several times and they just keep they just keep saying, Yeah, you 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 have a job that involves sitting at a desk. Yeah. So unlucky about that. Yeah, so but I I've I've had problems before, all sorts of bad problems as as we've probably touched on previously. Um and often it's it's to do with 
sitting in certain positions and um, I've recently switched my uh, working environment from I did have um, I was sort of going to coffee shops and stuff I've now kind of put put a little setup in my daughter's playroom so it's now a shared office and playroom which is obviously an ideal ideal working environment for a professional um, <laughs> but I was finding that essentially I was hunching over my laptop quite a lot whereas before I actually I had to weirdly sitting on my um, sofa with my laptop on my lap uh, mm. was was actually much better for my posture because I was sort of leaning back while I was doing stuff but when it's on the desk in front of me I was I was hunching over so I've um, been sort of experimenting with like external keyboards with laptop stands the problem is that the the desk I've got is like a fold away bureau style almost it's very nice uh, but yeah. it doesn't it, there's not a lot of clearance for the actual laptop to go up that much because it then hits I, the roof. Yeah. So um, I know exactly what you mean because I've looked at getting one of these before and I've just I've just figured out the thing you've just described. You can't physically get enough uh, arm stretch space and you can't get enough rise either in, in a lot of bureau style cabinets. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to send you a picture of of what I'm working with now. Um, and it's sort of i've got a, a i bought a, i did have a laptop riser but even on its lowest setting it was too high so i bought a different adjustable one and um, that i can get away with its lowest or its second lowest setting at a push anything above that and it just is too high for the this space if i was to bring it out of the cabinet it doesn't give me enough space in front of me to put a keyboard on so it's it's a real goldilocks um scenario i've got with this laptop at the moment but it's just about okay in its current setup but the thing that i was looking at and the thing that i wanted to throw your way to have a look at is a thing called deskmate have you heard of deskmate no deskmate is essentially a cardboard box it's a clever cardboard box but it is a cardboard box that um essentially can fold away and you can then unfold it, and it creates a two-level system. Oh, mate, I need that. For you to put your keyboard and your laptop on top. I'm just sending you a link now to have a look. I need, I, I need that. I need that in my life. It looks... It's very good. It's Well, it looks like it's very good. One of my colleagues at work has just bought one. Uh, she spent, like, 50 quid on hers, but she's in Ireland, so I think she had to pay extra for uh, shipping and stuff. Um, but I think the basic one's, like, 30 quid. It folds away completely... And it pops up, you sit it on your desk or on your table where you're working, put the laptop on top so it's at eye level, and then you put your, your Bluetooth keyboard on the lower level. And it looks really, really useful. Unfortunately, the desk I've got here with this little bureau is not deep enough for me to be able to use it. I wouldn't be able to actually fit it on that space <clears throat> to use it as a standing desk. Oh, that looks so good. I'm just looking, just looking at it now. So I, I have got a system of jerry-rigging this. Uh, yes, a similar thing yes. out of boxes, literally boxes that I that I set up, and um, it it's a bit of a pain, and it's not quite right, but it's the best I can do, and I do occasionally set it all up, but because I'm lazy, sometimes I just kind of get the little laptop riser out, and it's not it's not as good. That looks smart, mate. The great thing about that is it's it's not permanent, it's not cumbersome. You yeah. can fold it away and put it behind a sofa, like. It's, it looks like a great solution if you've got the physical desk space to put it on. Unfortunately, I haven't, which is really gutting because I was about to pull the trigger. Um, so I may have to look at a different sort of solution. 
uh, for me, well, when I work from home, I either work at the dining room table or the or the kitchen table. So that's I've ideal. Got, then I've, I've got depth. Yeah. Um, but I need to I need to sort a chair out as well. I think when I'm working at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another thing I'm looking into because what I've started to notice in terms of my pain is right between the shoulder blades. Yeah. Um, sort of like a what, what I imagine like a Quasimodo. <laughs> you know, like I feel like I've got a big kind of lump coming out the back of back of my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, very stiff can feel it when I'm running as well. Um, so I'm trying to... It's, it, it feels like it's got a bit better since I've started doing this laptop riser and keyboard combo. I need to look at getting a better chair. The chair I've got is £5 from a homeless charity because I was like... I was like, nah, I'm not spending my office budget on that. I'm going to go around the corner to the charity shop and uh, pick up an office chair. I suppose obviously, we won't, I won't need an office chair if I get a laptop riser. Well, uh, um, a stand-up desk, yeah. I'm not sure. Do, do you think you? I, I would. All, I always struggle when I've used stand-up solutions before of using them all day. Right. Um, and there's certain tasks like burning through a load of code where mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm able to do it better sitting down. Right. I, I feel I can get into the task a little bit more. Maybe it's just a case of getting used to it. But um, yeah, I need to see. Maybe just yeah, it's just training yourself. Unfortunately. I, I can't. The only the, my one saving grace might be that this bureau has like a top a top shelf where right. I'm storing like notebooks and stuff like that. Um, and I'm wondering if I could somehow put the laptop on there and then just have a riser for the keyboard. Right. Uh, so maybe jerry rig jerry rig something like that. I might look into doing that. I've run a couple of times since Saturday though, um, including, including this morning. Um, and it's pain. It, it is it is painful, and it is a bit. I'm a bit sort of gingerly stepping as a, as as I go. Um, don't really want to take it over five k, mm. but ultimately I feel slightly better for having moved. Yeah. Um, but I'm very but I'm very aware that things that things aren't right. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get some physio, and hopefully uh, that'll be sorted out for next time. Yeah. Well, but the big thing I need to sort out in my life is phone. A phone? Oh, have we got time to talk about a phone, John? I'm really not sure. I, I really want to get into it with you about a phone. And do you really think well, that we've got time now? How, how long are you going to go? Is it going to be like when you reviewed those uh, Apple head, head pods? I'm not going to go anywhere, but you want to talk to me uh, about a phone. And we've got literally five minutes. And there's also a note on the show notes, which for once I am reading, that just says surprise. Yeah. So, any danger of a surprise happening? Uh, well, that'll be the last thing that I'll do before I finish. Okay, fair enough. I I want to. What phones pers- you looking at at the moment? Let's 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 uh, do a little bit of it. Well, what's caught your eye? Uh, we've talked about locking. Okay. Yeah. And I am not. I tell you what, I'm not. I'm not in any way enamoured with those new Apple phones. Mm-hmm. They have. They are. I don't think they look good. I don't think they sound like they've got particularly um, compelling features. They sound like they've got a few problems and you're having to make quite a lot of sacrifices in order to get things that I don't think are particularly great, which for me seems to sort of be the story of Apple recently. Cough, cough, USB-C ports everywhere on my fucking laptop. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I, I had previously, before my last Apple phone, owned a OnePlus um, who are kind of like a an Android manufacturer who've always been trying to put themselves in the flagship phone space, but at a more kind of affordable price point. And they 
uh, make some interesting trade-offs, and they also do some interesting things around the software. Right. And I and I had a OnePlus phone, and I really, really liked it. And the reason I there was two reasons I ended up going back to Apple, and one was iMessage that we talked about before, and mm. one was because I really liked the look of live photos, which I thought with a three-year-old would be a pretty sick thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, as times moved on, iMessage, I think most people I know now are on WhatsApp, whether they want to be or not, they're reachable on WhatsApp. So that, that don't think that needs to be as much of a lock-in as it is now. And live photos just aren't what they could be. And most other phone manufacturers are now doing something very similar uh, to mm-hmm. that. So there's a brand new OnePlus phone come out. Um, I've read a review of it. It's got some really interesting features. And it's priced at around the same sort of price as a iPhone SE, which is what I've got at the moment. Um, rather, you know, it's it's literally less than half the price of a iPhone X, um, and it has a bigger screen and has a lot of the same sort of um, features like Face ID, but it also has a fingerprint sensor, so it doesn't take that away right. from you. And it's got a headphone jack and all these things that I feel like are unnecessary compromises for a lot of things. Tell me about why the Bluetooth champion of the East Midlands needs a headphone jack. Um, because it's not always convenient to have Bluetooth headphones paired. Okay fundamentally sometimes it's nicer and easier just to stick a pair of wired headphones in the less you know battery life implications if you're having to run bluetooth all the time your your apple like plug-in headphones are never going to run out of battery are they so i think the general um convenience of having that capability is uh is important to keep so seems fair but yeah more than often not i would be using bluetooth but i just like to have that fallback so what phone? So you, what, what phone? Was it, was it literally only the the iMessage and the live photos that made, that made that made you come back? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So you were happy with the implementation of Android because you said that they do some things with the software, and that sets off alarm bells for me because the thing that I don't like about Android is that it's an unknown quantity. They do um, some very because there isn't a stable Android. It's just Androids everywhere. Yeah, I think that um, you have to read up on it about what you, whatever particular manufacturer you're looking at, how they've implemented the software and how close they are to base Android and stuff. So obviously, if you look at like, the Pixel phones, they're going to have a fairly close but not completely vanilla version of Android. Um, the OnePlus stuff has something that is close to vanilla, but with some really nice, thoughtful. Um, flourishes on it so one thing that i've um, i'm looking at the oneplus site now because i'm going to try and convince myself not to buy it on mic um i mean looking at the website sounds like the best way of convincing yourself yeah not definitely to- definitely and reading out the features <laughs> perfect <laughs> so there's things in here like um that you can on your phone you can clone an app and then use two separate versions of the app so for example oh that's nice if you wanted a version of Twitter with Twitter's not a great example because you can switch accounts within it. But like, yeah. if you've got the classic example used to be Instagram, where you can only have one account on Instagram on your app, you could clone yeah. it and have a second account in there. For me, I'm thinking Spotify because I've got a family Spotify account, and I don't right. want my Spotify algorithm cluttered up with Disney songs when I play it in the car. So that's a perfect use case for me. Yeah, yeah, um, and. Uh, you know the way it, other thing, other bits and pieces it's got obviously as well, but that was one that, that stuck out to me. Uh, it's got some. There's also websites when you when you're logged in and you've got different accounts on, on things. If you could have yeah, exactly a, another web browser, exactly. 
Totally. And then there's like, um, it's good from memory as well. It had things like uh, notification levels. So you can switch your phone, not just between notifications on and off, but have like groupings of importance for notifications. And you can switch your phone between like show me everything or only show me my important things or show me nothing. Uh, okay. Stuff like that. So there's a lot of a lot of bits in there that I, I thought was really good. It was very, very quick as well. So yeah, it, in terms of Android implementations, it was it seemed to be very well done. And the reviews of this phone suggest that it's been it's only been improved. So yeah, I'm really, really tempted. Really tempted. The only thing is I'm like having to justify spending 450 quid in my life. It's mm. not it's not whether I spend 450 quid on this phone, it's whether I spend that money at all. Right. Uh, if I was literally like, I need to buy a new phone and I, I was making a choice, I think this would be my choice. But it's just whether, like, I can justify when I've got a perfectly serviceable phone. So yeah. this is at the level of need, not want at the moment for you? Other way around. This is the level of want, not need. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, that's that's the situation. My I could get away with using my phone. Um, but I'm just craving well, my my phone is uh, absolute just crap at the moment. Um, doesn't doesn't want to hold a charge. Um, it's for about two or three months. It's just been doing this thing where it, where it constantly crashes. Um, <sighs> um, you know, it's, it's classic. The last six months of your contract, Apple phone <laughs> stuff that happens. Um, so I'm I, I've got until May. Um, is when my was when, was when, when my contract's up, but I think I'm probably eligible for an early upgrade by then. So I need to be making some decisions soon. Um, I have not had another smartphone that isn't an iPhone, so that's 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 a daunting one for me. Mm. And um, there are apps and workflows that that are Apple native that I use. Um, uh, mm. So I, I use iTunes Match. Um, that's 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 problematic for me. So essentially, I'm tying myself into actually getting Spotify properly if I change. Um, does your iTunes Match though? Because you can get Apple Music on an Android phone. Does your uh, would your iTunes Match translate over to the third party version of Apple Music? That's an interesting email to look into because that could be. That is interesting. That is very interesting because it's I don't because I'm pretty sure it's just the same app because you must be using a music app right on your iphone yeah yeah my, my condolences um so <laughs> if but that, that, that is available on android so maybe um oh. what about one of your uh burner tablets you've got the android burner tablets try installing uh, uh, apple that music or, on that or i could just put it on my profile on the kids um kindle apologies if you can hear the cat i can hear the cat yeah, yeah she, it's fine it's fine she's deaf it's fine she doesn't know she's doing it um yeah no i, I could i could just put it on a, on a decent tablet instead because those burner tablets are pretty rubbish they're not good no yeah, they're not good it's it's amazing to think that you know if you have some 30 pound um uh, android tablets that are about four years old it's amazing that they're just not very good just don't cut it just, just don't, don't. um i haven't i haven't said that when you when you look at what you get for your money with um, the smaller Kindles now, hmm. the 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 entry price point for Android Kit is amazing. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the appealing things. It's like open a bit bit more of an open 
kind of not just infrastructure but like opens it out to a lot more people um who who kind of want to get into that stuff it's it's that's kind of appeals to me about it i remember you and i got quite excited about the firefox os a few years back but it never really materialized but the idea of uh, it really opened up development for yeah people wanting to get into that that market and i wish i wish something like that was to come along again uh, unfortunately i don't think that's going to happen um but yeah that's that's always appealed to me so what so what you what here's my here's my other slight tip on this um is when i got this iphone i went to buying it i bought it outright rather than getting on the contract Um, and it was the same with the one plus one plus i bought outright and then i bought this one outright and i was able to sell the one plus for the same amount that i paid for it nice um because the the depreciation on these excuse me a second i'm just gonna get a cat sorry (laughs) otherwise she's just gonna sit there howling at us whoa so loud Mm, you see, this is that's, this is this. That's much better, mate. Yeah. Get the Casper mattress money. That's much better with her screaming into the microphone directly. Much better. Yeah. Right. She she quiet now? Yeah. Well, she's purring. So okay, that's fine. That's fine. Just, um, yeah, the, I think the depreciation on the more popular models is 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 not that much. You could probably get away with. Let's say you got. Um, I know you've been eyeing up the Pixel Two. If you got a Pixel 2 and then six months down the line decide you didn't like it, as long as you kept it in decent nick, I bet you could get pretty much the same amount of money back for it. Right. Um, because oh, they're just not as... What do you want from me? They're just not as ubiquitous. I'm just going to keep talking to you. I don't care about the cat. Ow, ow, ow. Right. No. Okay, I'm back. Go on. Yeah. So I, if you can, I think if you're going to make that switch, and if you could afford it, to try doing buy outright and then go for a sim only rolling contract, that means you can then decide to change. Did you say they're giving out? They give you a Google Home if you buy a, a Pixel. Yeah, I'm sure I saw that somewhere. You get like a Google Home if you buy a Pixel too. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh. So what are you thinking? Wait until May, or are you thinking of jumping now? If I if I can if I can get but then if I'm getting out early I wouldn't be able to buy out right would I why well because to 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 early upgrade you need to get a new, you need to sign up to whatever the new contract is uh yeah but if you were to like um oh yeah if I could buy I could buy something off air on my network couldn't I just plug put my sim in there yeah pretty much yeah. Oh. means you're paying you're paying a bit too much for your data plan or whatever whilst that runs out but when, once it runs out you can just switch to a sim only so yeah I, I could that, probably that, get, my, I could my probably advice is if, for it out of this current success that I've got as well yeah you could still I reckon you could still shift that well I could get the I could get 200 quid for my SE and right. the, the 6S you'd be able to get more than that oh nice so um, yeah nice. You, you could you, I'm sure you could you could fund some some way towards getting something else, but I think once you can move, if you if you can move on to the buy outright train, yeah, um, you do feel a lot more. Like I can, I'm just if I ever see a decent Simone deal that's like significantly better than my current one, mm-hmm. I could just jump because I'm just on a rolling contract, right? Um, and I'm paying like ten pound a month for six gig of data, that's and, nice, and right? unlimited everything. So like it's 
it's a way to, here's, a way here's to the thing with this though I think it's something I've mentioned before I still can't mentally get over the idea of not being skint yeah because I spent so many years being skint that even though I've got a nice job and I've got money in the bank and I've got a 0% interest credit card that just seems to be endless in both in terms of the, the credit limit and the, uh, and the things you know, I, I, I have means but I, I would go oh Four four hundred quid. Wow, that seems a bit rich. I think it's better. Um, you're better off being that way than the other way. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I uh, I'm, I'm pretty similar. That's why I do things like spend five hours searching for twenty pound Bluetooth headphones, and that's why I'm probably not actually going to buy this phone because mm. um, I will, t- I will talk myself out of it. But then I am also prone to talking myself into things. So you're prone to talking yourself into things. To be fair, yeah, but. Um, like the Withings watch me. Yeah. So, but here's how here's how I'm I'm talking myself into buying this OnePlus. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can get ten percent off of a student discount because right. I've still got access to my old student email. Perfect. I sick. Uh, so that takes it down to four hundred. Um, as I said, I can get two hundred quid for the SE. Mm-hmm. So that takes it down to two hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got some other technology that is sitting around in my house that you can liquidate that I can liquidate because I'm not using it such as a brand new um, Fitbit that I'm, I haven't opened and I've got um, a really 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 nice MacBook dock that no longer fits the MacBook I'm, I've got for work oh yeah I'm going to be getting that yeah that is really nice and that would still sell for about 100 so I could basically buy it from selling other things so that's, right. how, that's how I talk myself into it. I would never talk myself into just chucking 450 quid out into the ether. I would Sorry, talk... mate, why are you still on the mic? Why <laughs> shouldn't you be off? <laughs> you better do your surprise. Yeah, okay. Here we go then. So this will, this will, go, straight, this will go straight into the, uh, into the uh, credits as well, mate. So okay. be, re- be, be ready. We're wrapping. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you for listening to uh, You Don't Look Like a Runner. This week's You Don't Look Like a Runner is in association with Oxfam. Have you heard about that, Nick, so far? Ooh. Uh, ooh. What? Go on. Yeah, okay. Shall I do that again? So you no, can... no, no, go on, yeah. Thanks very much for listening to You Don't Look Like a Runner. Thanks very much for listening to You Don't Look Like a Runner. You botched, you botched your first ad read. <laughs> this, this week's You Don't Look Like a Runner is brought to you in association with Oxfam. Um, it is, despite my best efforts, coming up to Christmas. And um, Oxfam famously at Christmas allow you to give the gift of giving to people. Uh, if you go online to the Oxfam store, you can find a range of gifts that you can send to somebody that will actually help somebody else. Famously, you could send a goat. You don't really get the goat. You just get a card that says you sent a goat to somebody. Uh, you can give the gift of books for schools. You can give the gift of fresh water for people. And if you go to oxfam.org.uk forward slash runapod, you can support girls in developing countries. Here's a little bit of blurb. Around the world, poverty often hits women the hardest. And this gift explains what that means to a child. This gift means Oxfam can provide education, leadership, training and attitude-changing media campaigns, 
helping to empower women and girls to claim their civil rights. And best of all, a child you care about is helping to make it happen. So the idea here is you make a donation to Oxfam, you get a supporting pack sent out to you, and you can give that to a child and actually have a conversation with them about how lucky they are at a time like Christmas. It's something that we do in our house every year. We, we choose a few of these gifts and, and give them to one another. It's a really fantastic idea. Please do take the time to support it. That's oxfam.org.uk forward slash runapod. Uh, you've been listening to You Don't Look Like a Runner. If you want to contact us, you can email us, which is, oh, God, I can't remember the email address, podcast at runnerpod.com. You can also tweet us at runnerpod. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next time. You think you're going to get away with this? You think you're going to get away with just laying that down and then going straight into the credits? Yeah, because you say peace and then we're no, done. No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> I have so many notes. This is brand new information to me. That's why it's a surprise, isn't it? To be discussed. Peace. You don't look like a runner. With Nick and John. So there's a, there's a whole load of wanker media studies lecturer ideas that have gone into, into it. Oh, that's, that's part of your brand as well. <laughs>